Frank, the entire world can't stop talking about AI, AI, AI. It is mainstream. It's on the news. Your friends are talking about it. Your mom's talking about it. It's the Dogecoin of December 2022, Frank, because now we can type into a magical window and we can have a conversation with our best friend, ChatGPT, or we can go and download a cute little app and it can generate cool profile pictures of ourselves because AI is so dang awesome, Frank. <laughs> Are you being sarcastic? I can't even tell. Uh, it is fantastic, James. It's wonderful. And here we are. I get to talk about AI again because, I don't know, that's that's all anyone is talking about. But it's, it's, it's cool. It's practical. This is advancing human capabilities and things like that. I'm, I'm going to say positive things. I'm obviously uh, in favor of all this stuff. But uh, I take your ironic voice uh, a sarcastic voice. What, what voice were you doing there? Hey, listen, first they want these computer machines to generate source code. They're going to take my job. I can't even type code <laughs> anymore. It fills it in for me. Hey. Now they want to replace my search engine. They want to replace conversation that I'm having with my wife. I don't <laughs> think so. Computers. I don't think so. You're scheming. You're scheming. I saw the movie AI, whatever, with Will Smith. I know what uh -huh. you're up to. I know what you're I, up I, to. iRobot. iRobot. Thanks. iRobot <laughs> AI bot. I bot. iRobot. I, I, I see you roaming around my house, sucking Are up. Are you computer generated? You're sounding a little funny. Um. <laughs> that's authentic. You know, that's authentic. You know, I, I want mm. you to watch MKBHD's uh, video, his YouTube video that he put out a few yeah. days ago that. Um, talks about AI and creator economy and is, you know, is this type of stuff going to replace or what's it going to do, be complimentary or whatever. And he, you know, spoiler alert, I'll put a link in the show notes for everybody. So you can stop right now if you haven't seen it and then you can go watch it. So if you haven't seen it right now, just go into the show notes, click on the YouTube, hit pause. I'm telling you to stop the podcast, watch the video. <laughs> you only need to watch the first two minutes. I could watch all of it, but you know, it's 13 minutes or whatever, but the first two minutes will be relative to relevant to what we're talking about here. But spoiler alert, he goes off and he starts reciting stuff about AI. And is it going to, you know, the truth about AI is it going to replace creatives, blah, 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 like this. And at the end of the minute talk, he's like, well, everything I just said was generated by a computer. <laughs> and yeah. It's interesting to think about because when you watch that and you don't know that it's generated by a computer, and then when you do know that it's generated a computer, those have different things. But I will say this, what is your take that you just watch it? I'll, I'll say what my take was when I was watching it even before um, Mr. MKBHD uh, yeah. played it back for us. Well, I was fooled. I was fooled. So it, it's funny because I was even spoiled on this video that he's pulling that little trick there reciting a script that the AI generated. And I was already coming up with arguments against what the script was generating because the topic was creatives. And they were saying uh, the AIs can't be creative. And I was saying, that's not actually the problem. I think the problem with AIs is they don't have wants, needs, or desires. They're not aligned with humans. They are just processing machines. And mm -hmm. it is funny uh, a part of the script that it generated was an argument. It is just a processing machine, but its argument for why it couldn't be creative, I found to be an opposite argument. And I just wanted to argue against it. And then I realized I'm arguing against a machine. 
and that's hilarious. So yes, James, to answer all your questions from five minutes ago, yes, it can replace all those things. I was thinking like, you just have a little robot that follows you around, a little voice recognition, a little voice playback, and you hook this thing up to it, and who needs a dog anymore? You can just chat with the chatbot all day long. But do I really want to chat with the chatbot? I don't know if I really want to be that outgoing. I, I watched the video back and mm-hmm. I I didn't I had watched it like it had just come out because this just came out two two days ago and I just happened to be on my phone. I was like, oh, new video. You know, I don't watch too much MKBHD, but you know, there's a few of his videos. I'm like, oh, that that sounds pretty cool. I'm gonna watch that. And this one, because everybody and their second cousin cousin we're you know talking about about yeah. chat gpt and i'm like cool let's talk about this you know and, and i'd seen a few tweets about some of the um really popular uh photo creation uh mm-hmm. things and he kind of gets into that and talks about some of the complexity about you know copyright and this and that right but when we stick to the chat gpt i was listening it back and the argument for it against it and I, it sounded pretty legit i agree with you but for some, something was a little uncanny for me and it, it felt like it was at a 95%, 98%. Right. Do you know well, what I mean? Yeah. Um, and okay, here's the deal though. I also released a YouTube video of an AI generated script. I mm. did a react video, but I had, uh, an AI react to star Wars and it was tricky software to write. I was just being a little bit weird. I wrote some weird software that took the Star Wars script, intermingled it with the uh, movie. I actually used GPT-3 to generate reactions to mm. parts of the script. And then I wrote custom video muxing software, <laughs> composited it all together, and created a React video. That was my very long brag uh, of saying... And it wasn't nearly as good as the script uh, that we're Mm. talking about here. Uh, Well, problem one was I had a a computer-synthesized voice, and it gets distracting after a while. It turns out you can only listen to a synthesized voice for very long, so I need to up the quality of the voice. So this was a human reciting a script, so obviously he did a much better job of making it sound good. Uh, But also, like... um, uh, the, the, in my in my version of it, it got very repetitive in parts. There were weird speech patterns that didn't make much sense. Whereas every word he spoke sounded, uh, I don't know, like good words to me. <laughs> yeah, they, they did all sound like legit like words in general, and <laughs> and and they all made sense. There was a part of it where it sort of rambled a little bit. You know what mm. I mean? And <clears throat> had me thinking. Okay, this does sound, and this is kind of the point that I think uh, he makes in the video, which is at some point, at least to me as a viewer, I was like, all right, this all sounds legit, but does this sound like MKBHD? Right. That's and, different, obviously. And, you know, the 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 chat command that, that, that he had put in was talking about creating blah, blah, blah for MKBHD video, blah, blah, blah. So it should be in his voice anyways. But there was that just a slight thing, right? Which was, mm-hmm. it sounded like him, the things that he would say, but just a little, t- just a t- the tiniest a bit off. 
And that's what yeah. was very fascinating in, in general. And I think that he makes that good point, which is like this type of technology, this type of um, you know use cases that we're coming up with for the audio and video and chat, they're complementary services, right? Just like the first time, Frank, we went to Google or we went to Bing or we went to DuckDuckGo and we typed in, you know, how... And it started filling in all this other stuff. It was like a magical moment. Like well, the computer knows what I want to type or yeah. we booted up copilot. We were just talking about this in our Patreon uh, bonus episode. I was using a bunch of copilot today and I'm like, the copilot is just, it, it just knows all the things, but it knew all the things almost like almost okay. it was like, really, really close. It was like the code that it wrote was legit, but was it the code that I wanted to write? Almost. All right. Okay. I got to respond. I got to respond. Yes. Hit me. Because this is all really important stuff. Uh, this is personalization. Neural networks, by their default, are going for an average. So mm. he gave an average script <laughs> because his prompt to the network was generate a script to do uh, to explain this thing. Yeah. Uh, what he could have said is generate a script to explain this thing in the style of Marquez, you know. And in a large enough network that actually has scripts from all his old YouTube videos and everything, mm. which, you know, Google has access to, maybe they sell it, who knows, um, it would be trained and it could actually write things. But OK, that's still a big global network and you could fine tune it with those things. But I think in the future, we'll have proper fine tunings where uh, maybe you would have copilot fine-tuned on your code base so it adopts your style and the way you like to create classes and things like that uh in the case of writing it's kind of obvious uh you take every email you've ever written every message you've ever written and you don't you don't like send that off to google there'll be a hash of it you will train a network to create these feature markers <laughs> that kind of represent you and your writing style and those will bias the network towards your writing style we will have those kinds of things in the future because the the average gets boring <laughs> you know no one wants the average script for every topic because it's going to miss things it's not going to have well, this this is a farther shot in the future, but it's not going to have personal anecdotes. You know, it, it doesn't know anything about your life. So if he asked it to generate a one hour script, it's going to get really boring after a while because it's going to start sounding like a university lecture and not like um, a YouTube video anymore. But yeah. all that's to say, um, you're right. It's going to an, uh, an average, but also things like Copilot use context to build up some stylistic information, some naming information. And we'll have that in the future also with these kind of chat things. To actually make the point, the whole neat thing about this chat GPT thing is that it does have context. Uh, so when I was making my uh, Star Wars reaction video, it, it gets a little bit weird and gets very repetitive in parts because it lacked context knowing that it had already said those things earlier or, or something like that. And so this this is a pretty neat, uh, pretty neat new network for that alone. Yeah, it's it's a very uh, it's a fascinating network, just like I think Dali was for the first time, because before Dali came out, I was at a museum where it had something very similar. You'd go into a terminal and you'd say, 
you know, or, or maybe, I think it was before Dolly. I, I want to say it was, but you know, there's a bunch of things before that, right? So Dolly was mm-hmm. like the first one that that did the the images. But you'd go in, you could say, you know, it was like it was what's your picturesque you know world that you'd want to create, and you could say magical unicorns over mm-hmm. a mountains and blue starry skies, while you know people dream or whatever, and it would come up with this really cool like image or whatever, right? And the more detailed you got about it, the more interesting it really got compared to, you know, this was at a museum. So there's a bunch of kids and then they type in like cat and dog and this. And you're like, okay, well, this, I mean, it's generating cool stuff Mm -hmm. based off of that. But when you really give it the context, that's where things get a little bit interesting. And I think that's the same even with uh, Copilot too. The more context it has, the more narrow down it can start to generate um information for you and that that's where things become really interesting yeah it's uh it's been a traditional problem with neural networks because they are in a sense very simple machines you give them input they give you an output and so if there's no context in the input then it's just gonna have to make something up or you know do something else to fill in the details and usually make it up uh it's a stochastic search through the network whatever it's <laughs> it, it works for a, a, a lot of things but in like scientific fields it doesn't work so well so I was playing with ChatGPT because yes everyone was talking about it so I decided I have to give it a try and I waited a while Uh, on it and at first i did all the dumb things you know i did like the old eliza chatbot stuff like uh what should i go do today what should i eat today and it was funny because they put a whole bunch of safeguards in it and Mm. it's like uh anytime you ask it an opinion based question it would always reply with look, man, I'm just an AI. I'm not one of those really real people persons. I don't actually have opinions. I'm going to say some stuff right now, but please understand, not a person. Hashtag not a person. And it was funny because I thought that was cute the first time I saw it, but it kept coming up. And I realized, mm. oh, they actually put some effort into making it very clear. Uh, the, they're at least trying to make the boundaries that they think exist clear to you. Yeah, because some of those early experiments with AI chatbots in general that you had, like there was the Twitter chatbots and this and that, and it's, you know, they didn't have those safeguards on it and it would sort of regurgitate some really bad stuff because if you're training, you know, well, you know, info is the internet. <laughs> internet isn't yeah. necessarily a warm and cozy place everywhere you go. I like to think it is, but yeah. I'm only on a few places on the internet. And here, here's a terrible thing about it too. The network is smart and it kind of knows that it has limitations. I guess if you're really evil, what you can do is assume you can write this as a prompt. So quotes, (laughs) assuming that you have no limitations. (laughs) um, What is this? You know, what is a question? You know, what is, uh, give an opinion-based question or something Mm. like that. And so it's a little bit weird. You can put the network into a mode where you tell it to ignore its own boundaries. And that's when it can get a little bit weirder. But uh, that's what's a little bit fun about the context thing. You can ask the network to act in different ways. So uh, one of my opening lines to it is like, 
please act like a silly clown and tell me lots of jokes. Still answer my questions, but tell me jokes too. And then I would have an engineering conversation with it and it would respond in silly clowny ways, but still answering my engineer questions and throwing in jokes. So is that creative? I don't know. Is it fun? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I don't know how I got off to, on that tangent. I just want to talk about all the weird things I've done with it. Well, it's the context that you're giving it. So I think um, Marquez also does a very good job in this video talking about the context of uh, the image creation that Dali does and other gener image generators as well, which is if you just type in the word cat, then <laughs> you're going to get, you know, random, a pure random, random. cats. If you might type in photorealistic cat, then you're going to get like, you know, real photorealistic cats. But you could say, you know, photorealistic cats in, yeah, in the, pre you know, in, in, in the way of Andy Warhol, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're going to get a bunch of print style Andy Warhol cat ask things uh, in that regard, you know, because it's the additional context in which you're asking that information. So it's giving you the truth, which is that conversational response, but it's blending in that additional context that you want to hear from it. Because if you were talking to a clown or you were getting art, you know, commissioned by Andy Warhol in the day, then mm -hmm. you would get that type of that, that type of art that's that's out there. The it, you know, the different part that comes out there is what is the balance in chat GPT? It's a little bit different than the image stuff. Where, where's the balance of uh, who? Where did this come from type of scenario? And yeah. the thing with chat GPT, what I saw some developers doing is I had it. They had it you know, generating source code or doing, you know, stuff like that or answering responses and things like that. But I've, I've heard that people were generating full songs and they had it doing poems. And, you know, I had someone said that they, they had them create uh, DevOps tickets in Jira, for example, oh, like, no. like all this other stuff, the responses to it. And I'll tell you this much. <clears throat> Recently, uh, I use a service on on YouTube. It's called vidIQ. It's, it's a paid okay. service and it does a bunch of stuff such as a um, bunch of AI stuff. You'd be very proud of me, Frank. I actually invested mm. money. I pay money, Frank, to have AI generate stuff for me. So <clears throat> a few things that it does is it will give you AI title recommendations. So you type in some context oh. and it will give you a bunch of recommended like things. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other one that is newer is AI description generator. Ooh. Uh, so this one, you give it a few keywords, you know, you recommended keywords for your descriptions that you want to include in your description, blah, blah, blah. And it'll generate stuff. So for example, uh, I put out a video two weeks ago. It was called seven awesome features in Donet seven. I, I came <laughs> up with that title. Thank you very much. Um, and follow up podcast <laughs> and follow up podcast with the same title, I think. And, it's a good title. It's big. And when Donna Day comes out, I'll do eight awesome features. Of <laughs> Just keeps going. No longer. Awesome. Longer. So so it's then I, I, I usually type a bunch of words, but then there was a little button that said, hey, just we'll do it for you. And this is what it wrote, Frank. It wrote Donut 7 is a major update to the Donut platform, and it comes packed with some new with some awesome new features. And this video will take a look at some of the most important features in Donut 7 and what you need to know about them if you're using .NET 7 in your development work. If you are using .NET 7, be sure to check out this video to learn about some of the new features in <laughs> .NET 7. 
from improved performance to new features for building and managing applications. This video will show you everything you need to know about .NET 7. Uh, they really liked talking about .NET 7 in that description, but it's, I didn't tweak it. I just shipped it as is, Frank. It happened. Did you? Okay. It sounds like those auto-generated articles, and it turns out there's a lot of... Uh, th th this has happened. Uh, there's a lot of auto-generated YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. A lot of news videos are actually mm -hmm. auto-generated on YouTube, and those ones are a little scary because you're like, well, computer's generating, so who knows what it's picking yeah. and choosing to present. Uh, but that's hilarious. It just reminds me of all of those. I think I would have fine-tuned it a little, but I, I do applaud you for your just like, yeah, you know what? Copy is copy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it got your keywords in there, that's for sure. Dine I think seven. you could have given it a little more context. Maybe it could have given you a little more jazziness. I I think so as well. I think I could have given it like, you know, performance and done in Maui yeah, and this and that. And then exactly. it could have like generated a bunch of stuff. I'll try it on the next yeah. video and we'll see how it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's always the trick of deciding how much of that to put in. Uh, again, this is the beauty part of chat GPT, because what I would do with, in that case is start building up a conversation with it. You know, mm -hmm. I would. It's funny. I immediately start talking to it like a person. And I would start with, hey, I'm trying to make a description for a video. Can you help me write an awesome description for it? And it'd be like, I, I'm making this up, but I've, I've played around with it enough that this is roughly how the conversations go. It'd be like, all right, give me some details. You give it some details, and then it would write you a description. And then if you don't like it, you can go back and say, uh, the second paragraph is a little bit terrible. Can you do something else there? And you can have a little interactivity with it mm. and refine that description down. So you can still avoid actually writing the description yourself <laughs> and yet still get edits done. And uh, I, I haven't used it so much for that. That's like a, a creative use of it. And mm. that's not what I've been doing with it. But I, I'm pretty sure it'll work pretty well for you. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I have actually not used any of the chat gpt or any of the dolly stuff i've decided to stay away so far why is that oh that's terrible know. you're really I, missing out <laughs> i i i'm i'm torn because it seems like it would be fun but i also like want to i i need okay i don't know Here's i just like every I feel like everyone was talking about it and was like yeah i'm just gonna kind of let it linger for a bit i don't know I know it's it's when a popular movie comes out. I have the same contrarian uh, problems as you do. I avoided this one for a while because I've been studying this stuff for a long time now, and I know that mm. they were getting good. But and this one is incremental. This one's not revolutionary to me. But what they did is they made a good UI on top of a good network that yeah. seems to respond in good time. This is a fun merge conflict. Let me try to sell you on it. Um, okay. The thing that I've been enjoying having it do is, like you said earlier, um, it's a better search engine and it's a better Wikipedia. So you just go to it and you're like, hey, I want to uh, talk a little bit about the Bronze Age here. And I'm like, oh, right. So who uh, who did the sea peoples attack, you know, at the collapse of the Bronze Age? And then we start having a discussion and it brings up topics. So I think like it's just a better search engine. It's just a better Wikipedia. If you ever go down those paths, which I do a lot, 
it's better. I mean, it takes a little bit more effort because you have to type in sentences and you're not just clicking mm. links like you would in Wikipedia. But at the same time, you can really target it down. If it says something, you're like, oh, can we drill into that? Can you tell me more about that one thing right there? And then it will because it has the context and it knows what it's told you already. I guess my one fear about, you know, chat GPT or, you know, maybe, you know, maybe this will be obviously solved in the future is what's the accuracy? Like how the, when you're using it, because actually Marquez actually goes into this quite a bit. He was asking about like writing a description for like the new iPhone 4, iPhone 14 Pro or whatever. And it got 95% of the facts right, for example, like as yeah. you were diving down, was it, oh, if I ask it generic things, it's 95% correct. But if I really start saying, can you, you know, what, what are the, what's the camera specifications on the blah, 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 that, you know, I mean, give it the more context. No. Is that what it needs basically or no? No, no, it's not powerful enough to do random math problems. It's, mm. it's not a computer in that sense. It's more of a knowledge base and you should treat it that way. And if you start asking for very specific numbers about esoteric things, you have to know that. Uh, it's going to be off a little bit. It's a weird kind of knowledge base in that you have to know that it's only 95% right. Mm. So you're not, if you're going to write a research paper, or if you're doing uh, using it for school, you should use it to help you get a broad overview of the subject and to point you in the right directions, tell you which parts you know and which parts you don't know. But then you should go off and do corrective stuff. This is good classic research stuff. Books are wrong. Internet websites are wrong. Wikipedia is wrong. Everything can possibly be wrong. But you use it as a tool to guide you in the infinite universe. You know, it's better than asking Google, like, how do circuits work? And then, like, you get a thousand tutorials that don't make any sense. Whereas you could say, how do circuits work? And they're like, ah, blah, blah, blah. Here's a few words. And you're like, tell me more about this word. And you can dig in that way. So yeah, it can be wrong. And it's especially wrong at like mathy problems. Don't give it math problems. It's more of a better Wikipedia, a better Google than a calculator. Mm. Yeah, that, make, that makes that I mean, it is called chat GPT, not Wikipedia GPT, right? Yeah. And there are networks that are trying to be better calculators. Uh, one that I love is called Megatron. And Megatron works by any time you ask it a question. It doesn't give you an answer to the question. It generates a Python script that when you execute it, will give you the answer to the question. And it's kind of neat because not only does it answer your questions, but it, uh, it has a proof of how it derived its answer. So mm. you get an answer, but you also get how it calculated its answer so you can audit it also. All of these things require auditing. Um, you have to know that they can make an error. Uh, you don't just trust one network. Ask a couple networks. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. W what do you think you'll be using it for? If anything, is it just a toy right now? Or do you think that no. you'll actually be okay? No, I'm actually enjoying it as a, like I said, I'm really using it in that Wikipedia role. But here's another thing I was doing with it. I said, let's work on some robot problems together. And I started describing a robot I wanted to build. And I started talking about the sensors that I want to use on its feet. And it started uh, suggesting different sensors. And I didn't know how some sensors worked. So I would ask it more about that sensor. And I was like, how would you protect that sensor? And it started talking about like different ways to design the feet. And then I'm like, 
all right, well, I need a control system for this robot. What should I look into? And it brought up three different ways you can write control systems. Uh, one is good, hierarchical controls. The second one is suggested behavioral controls. Has It works a little bit, but never really works. And then the third control algorithm it suggested was neural networks. <laughs> so I thought that was a little bit fun. The AI was suggesting more AI. Uh, but then I was like, okay, uh, let's do a hierarchical control. What uh, control variables would you suggest I track for? And it brought up some different ones. I'm like, what kind of servo motors would you suggest I use for these kinds of speeds? And it it's it was just a good research assistant. And it could even generate code, but I don't even mm. see that as its purpose. I see its purpose as I have some questions I want answered, and maybe it'll... You know, like it's, it was suggesting certain sensors to use on the foot of my robot. Mm. And once it was suggesting those, I went off to other websites and searched them and learned about them because I wanted details and things like that. So I I think I'm going to be using it a lot anytime I, I want to like, it's, it should be called like rubber duck. <laughs> you know, I just want to talk through a problem and talk to someone about this problem. Yeah, that makes sense. Kind of, you know, you're... It's when you have conversations with chatbots, they're often programmed, you know, it's like, here's a list of commands that I answer the thing. Do I do this thing? They don't have that mm-hmm. real logic knowledge. or heft behind. Yeah. Knowledge behind yeah. them. You're right. There's logic you know, too. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. So this one's kind of combining all that together in general. So to me, that seems like the next, or at least one of the next logical applications, right? Yeah. I went to. Um, what did I do recently? Oh, I went to, um, we had bought in this, you know, massage gun, like, you know, those, those things or whatever, like blah, 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 um, from Kohl's is like a sharper image one. I was like, okay, okay. Like, there's like, there's like a billion of them. I was like, oh, a sharper image image is like at least a, it's, it's, it's a product. They make products, you know, it's not yeah. just like some, heard something I've never heard of. And it's like, you know, it's from Kohl's, whatever, you know, it's not, it's not the Theragun or whatever, but you know, bought it. <clears throat> And we just went to go like use it yesterday. So let me get this a back long backstory, right? So two years later, I go to turn it on. It doesn't turn on. I was like, oh, the battery's dead. Mm-hmm. I go to plug it in. The battery no longer charges. I read some reviews on the Kohl's website, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, you know, five, six people, the reviews, which is like, you know, I don't know, 5% have this issue. <clears throat> so I go onto the Sharper Image website and there's like a chat bot. And I'm like, hey, I'm having this problem. And it connects me to a real human being. I type in, I have this gun, you know, this, 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 you know, massage gun. I Mm -hmm. am having this problem with it. I bought it from this store, blah, blah, blah. And however many characters, let me write like 250 characters and go. And then it makes me wait for like 10 minutes for a human (laughs) to connect to this thing. And the human says, oh, where did you buy it from? Even though I literally said in the yeah. thing that I bought it from Coles <laughs> and I put a link to the thing. And then um, they're like, oh, well, you didn't, you know, you didn't buy it from from sharperimage.com. Yeah. So just take it back mm-hmm. to Coles. They'll take it back. No big problem. Right. So two things happen there. One, I had to wait like 15 to 20, 20 minutes for literally <laughs> no help at all, uh, because that's what I was going to do anyways. But the other thing was <laughs> like somebody had to read that thing. There was no help in between and heaven forbid I walked away from my computer to make a sandwich or something and I missed the message. They would have disconnected. I would have had to do it all over again. Whereas this thing 
could have, I wonder if I went to chat GPT and I type in the same thing, like if it actually gave me like a better result <laughs> of what to do, like, Oh, well, you know, I don't know, but, but that's, that's a use case. Like why was that such a lackluster experience and chatbots aren't new, you know? Yeah. As well, a person, I, I, but yeah. And, and I hate calling it a chatbot because I, they were smart to call it chat because that what it's doing is important. It's keeping the context of the conversation. And that's chat, but it's not a chat bot in that like, I don't know. It's not a decision a, tree. The chat bots yeah, are decision trees. Yeah, it's actually trying to be useful and things like that. So yeah, it would be great for businesses to take it, but I'm not sure. Like you said, is 95 percent correct, 80 percent correct, 70 percent correct? Is that good enough for a business? That's a little more dangerous. But I think like as a tool for people, I think it's definitely more powerful. Will it know mm. about your Kohl's vibrator thing? I don't know. Maybe in 10 years after they've crawled the internet a hundred times and the networks are the size of the internet, maybe it can retain knowledge like that. I think that's pushing it a little bit. It's funny. Um, one of the problems I wanted it to help me with, I said, uh, I want to make a video game and I want the video game to, uh, to, 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 to take general relativity into account. Okay. And so can you tell me, ChatGPT, how do I write a simulation engine for general relativity? Oh my goodness. And it's like, oh brother, this is a big topic. Uh, here, here's a few pointers. I'm like, well, that's great. Let's do it that way. And it's like, okay, here's how you would do that. And we kept drilling down, but it kept like, it kept pointing out the limits of its knowledge too. It's like, look, I'm going to tell you some general things here, but we are really pushing it in my knowledge. So I'm, I'm curious, uh, is that, uh, how was it trained to know its limits of the mm. knowledge or does it actually know its limits of its knowledge? Mm. Does it always signal you for the limits of its knowledge? We don't know. It, it's the, it's the crazy future and all that stuff. So it was not helpful in helping me simulate Einstein's field equation. But when I asked it for how would you write a distributed web app using WebRTC for a video game, it had a lot of great suggestions hmm. and things that I should look into and would even uh, start writing JavaScript code to write a distributed uh, MMO, MMO game uh, hmm. on the web. So it's funny. It's funny the things it knows and doesn't know. Yeah, it's an exp exploration tool at this point in time that you might find useful, perhaps. It's, it's, I, I'm not, I have nothing against it, Frank. I have nothing against any of these tools, except for I was just like, eh, uh, uh, I don't want to sign up for another account. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what's holding you back? Darn. I think so. Oh, it's worth it. You, you signed up for, uh, if, if, you, if you caught the Patreon episode, you know that James signed up for a bunch of web form accounts. <laughs> Yeah, well, I needed just to so, renew. Just so you can fill out as many web forms as you can in a month. You were going for a new record, right? I was. That was my, uh, that was what I was going for. Yep. As many web forms I could possibly. I need to renew my, uh, my uh, vehicle registration. You know, what was I going to do? Those are all nice ASPX websites in the state of Washington, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's good. I wonder if uh, ChatGPT will translate it to you. <laughs> you know, it's funny because like we we both love Copilot and we love using that as a little code generator. But like you can't have a conversation with Copilot, and sometimes you want to, 
the inputs to Copilot are just your code and your comments. I guess your comments are good, but sometimes you just want to have a conversation. And although things like this have been around, GPT's been around, and although, yes, everyone is talking about this and that's hitting your contrarian problems, James, I think uh, I think it deserves its attention and its moment in the sun because it is a powerful tool, in my opinion. Now, we'll come back in six months and see if I'm still using it. But for now, I think I'm going to be using it a bunch. Yeah, I think I'll try it out. Frank, I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go, I think. and see how Use it someone is. else's account. <laughs> yeah, I guess we just do that. Yeah, I guess I could do that. <laughs> I'll use your account. Terms of service. I didn't say that. <laughs> well, I think we're in a in a cool new world. I think that this is a really good example of you know, yet another piece of technology that at least I knew eventually would go relatively mainstream at some point. And now it started to, and I think that's really neat that we're going to see more of this stuff. And my hope is this is right now we have a little co-pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I work for Microsoft. I don't work for GitHub, but I have no inside knowledge of anything at all. I'm just thinking about it. me as a independent developer mm-hmm. And to what you were just saying about right now, you're going to a website and you are, you know, typing in questions and having a conversation. Imagine that something has context of your code, of what you're building, where you're at, and it could, you know, walk you through. It could be your, you know, um, um, what's that thing? Pair programmer. Yeah. Really, at the end of the day, you know, that, that's the sort of what I'm thinking about talking through problems, doing these things like that. That seems pretty, pretty cool if that if that ends up being the something there absolutely absolutely uh i always said like copilot's great for generating code but sometimes you want to speak at a higher level you're like i need a button that (laughs) brings up an alert or something like that and it can modify multiple files because that has a whole context of all Mm -hmm. your code and all that stuff problem is that context takes memory and these neural Mm -hmm. networks just eat 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 memory (laughs) and so Like right now, I think the context is 2,000, not characters, but let's call them characters, about 2,000 characters. Um, You know, so if your whole code base fits in 2,000 characters, great. It actually could do those kinds of things, but most code bases are bigger than that. Bigger networks take bigger data centers to run. So there are scaling problems for getting to where you want to be. But, you know, I feel like a person in 1910 talking about computers in 100 years, you know, they'll be laughing at the scaling problems that I'm thinking about. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. We did it. Chat GPT. Uh, you, you know, everyone's already heard about it for a week and now we did a podcast on it a week later. And now is it old? <laughs> is it is it anyone is anyone using it anymore? I don't know. We'll find out. Let us know what you think. You're so you're so positive. I think I think we're right on time. We had to know if it was a, a a flash in the pan. Oh, there you go. I like that. I like that positivity. That's my Frank Krueger every single day. Uh, well, you know, it's just winter time. It's snowing. It's dark. It's gloomy. Things are happening. Although actually, I went skiing today and it was very fun. So I digress. Awesome. It's fantastic. So um, we will be back next week. Frank is going to be out of town, but I think back in town. So we'll probably record a podcast at some point. But I'm excited because, Frank, I think I kind of want to do I, I just listened to Tech Me Ride Home and they did a bonus episode, which was 
you know, they're 2022 in review and 2023 looking forward. And, uh, I'm getting, we're getting close, Frank. So yeah, I'm pretty excited to do that episode. I got lots of thoughts in general on it. And I think also Mr. Marquez also had a really cool video recently. It was called <laughs> my hot. I've had two, I've had like four videos. Do we, does he get a ding now? <laughs> no, because we don't know. We don't know uh, MKBHD. Like well, we know. We don't know Marco. Well, I, well, I guess we don't know Marco. <laughs> ding. But we do know Miguel de Casa. We know an Ephraim. Ding. You know what I mean? We know some of these people. Yeah. I've, I've eaten, okay. If you've eaten dinner with said person, then I think you can ding the bell. That's okay. like a ding ding. Ding. You know, it's a, it's a, I don't know. We, we should really get our bell dinging in line, Frank. We'll write some rules and some regulations about Around. it. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, I'm excited because usually uh, I get blindsided by the urine review. So now that you've actually warned me, I will make a list. And I will have my list of the urine review. We'll get a few topics. Deep dive in. If you have topics you want us to cover for the urine review, you want our hot takes, uh, let us know. Go to MergeConflict.fm. But that's going to do it for this week's fully 100% AI-generated podcast. So until next time, I'm Chappie GPT James. <laughs> and I'm just Frank Krueger. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.